to the show. I am Precious D. And I am Honey Bee. Hello, welcome. Today we're back with the turtle. Gams. Gamera versus Virus or Virus, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Also released under the title Destroy All Planets, which what? is it, yeah, it has nothing to do with what's happening. There's an invasion, <laughs> but there's nobody's done, trying to destroy any planet, much less all planets. So there you go. I don't know if maybe they were trying to, uh, you know, make you think of Destroy All Monsters with yeah. that title. It's from 1968 in color mostly. <laughs> so, uh, we'll get to that in a second. 72 minutes and directed by Noriaki Yuasa, who directed seven Gamera films. Gamera versus Baragon, num- I think What number just is did... this? Is this five? Four? Four or five. So Gamera versus Baragon, he just did the special effects, but he did not direct it. Fourth. This is the fourth one. Okay. It's got Kojiro Hongo is back. He is our poor man's Kenji Sahara. Playing Nobuhiko Shimada. Shimada. Toru. (laughs) I've said that before. Toru Toru. Takatsuka as Maseo Nakaya, Carl Masa! Craig as Jim Morgan, Michiko Yagaki as Mariko Nakaya, Mari Atsumi as Junko Oki, Junko Yashiro as Masako Shibata, Koji Fujiyama as commander of Jaitat, Genzo Wakayama as Virus. It just says voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we do hear his voice. And Taro Aragaki as Gamera. This movie has two, count them, two Ponchitos. Yay! Gang, gang, bitch. And special thanks, the opening credits tell us, to the Boy Scouts of Japan. Yeah. I love this, um, like, little duo here. I... I really like, you remember the group of kids from Daimajin and they were like all Uh buddies and they were like so good. I felt like equally as in love with these two as I did with the, like that group of kids. They did so good. I love them. Did you hate them? I'll be so sad. I mean, they're they're a couple of little shits. Yeah. The greatest little shit. At the beginning of the movie. So we have both Japanese and American Boy Scouts in this, because I noticed... Mm-hmm. The different costumes? Well, there's several different uniforms going on, and that's based on what type of scout you are. Oh, okay. It would appear that Maso is a venture scout. But also, on the uh, little white boy's uniform, it says Boy Scouts of America Far East Council, which is a oh. thing that still exists. So there's the Japanese Boy Scouts, or Boy Scouts of Japan. And there's a Boy Scouts of America Far East Council, which is basically Americans living over in Japan or China or Korea or whatever. Oh, yeah. As opposed to local people in their own troop. But I guess they all cooperate together. At least they do in this movie. 
This also, movie also features aliens wearing people suits. Yeah, dude. I, everything that the aliens did, I was like, yas. I loved this. <laughs> everything they did, like the eye thing. Like, right? that was so funny. And it was so good. It was like, actually, I felt like it was better than just like a bunch of Japanese people walking out and being like, we're aliens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was, I just really like, I really enjoyed it. The movie also turns into a goddamn clip show at one point. <laughs> as if Richie and Potsy are trapped in the walk-in freezer or some shit. Wah, wah. All right. So I have a summary here from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. A spaceship containing an expedition force from Planet Verus approaches Earth. A spaceship that looks like spinning bumblebee butts that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> a ring of bumblebee balls they're they yellow and black the stingers the little yeah. like satellite on the end just looks like a little stinger it's a, a ring of balls with yellow and black stripes on them connected to each other and then spinning around but apparently they can detach if they get damaged <laughs> and i you know with the title Gamera versus Virus, you would assume Virus is the creature, which he kind of is, I guess, but he's also the planet. Or it's the name of the planet, so it's Gamera versus the whole planet. Maybe he's the like just the dude who runs the planet, so <laughs> they just named so they the just planet named. after him. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, this uh, spaceship approaches Earth with its occupants discussing their intentions to occupy the planet for its atmospheric nitrogen. And some disembodied voice is just giving out orders over the intercom to nobody. We can't see any crew members. <laughs> Nitrogen, an element important to their survival. Gamera intervenes and destroys it. He just crashes right through one of the balls of that ship and starts breathing fire into it. You know what it is? But before the ship is destroyed, the aliens broadcast a warning to their world, stating that Gamera is their enemy. So this is spaceship number one that gets trashed. And a little later, they send out spaceship number two. They also, though, spaceship number one, when Gamera all, like, intervenes and shit, they extinguish his front two jets. Uh, which ones? His his limbs or his breathing? His limbs. They, like, extinguish his, like, front two jets so that he just has his back jets. <laughs> yeah. And which I thought, yeah. I was like, how the fuck did they? Okay, but then later <laughs> in the movie, I was like, damn, he still hasn't gotten his jets back. <laughs> like, he's still just <laughs> flying with his back two jets for a it's while. Like, uh, and then it never really explains how or why his front two jets start working, but they guess, all of a sudden do, like, randomly. I, in the <laughs> I guess they just got unclogged eventually. Yeah. Later on Earth, a Boy Scout troop is visiting an aquarium to see the scientists working on a two-man mini-submarine. Okay, that, well, there's more than that. They're having a whole camp out. And the scientists come to admire the camp, and then they're going to go check out whatever the scientists are working on. But the two of the guys, Masso and Jim, are constantly missing. They're always late. They're always missing. Oh, there's a couple of girls here, too. They are, I guess, some kind of den mother volunteers. They're... Yeah, yeah, like a camp counselor type situation. Yeah, because these are the Boy Scouts. So these girls are a little bit older, and they seem to be like mm-hmm. den mothers or whatever. But they also just seem like teenagers. And one of them is Masso's sister, I think. Yeah. So it says uh, Jim Masso and Jim, two of the scouts, managed to talk their way aboard the sub. Oh, no, that's okay. They're talking about when they are allowed on the sub. First, they first they sneak onto the sub and then rewire it so it'll run backwards. 
And all the scouts are supposed to get a turn on this sub, which is a, just a little two-person mini-sub, so it's going to take forever. There's about 100 kids here. And these little assholes have rewired it. So when the scientist and the troop leader get in to check it out, you know, they can't control it properly. And they get out and tell everybody, well, we're going to have to do this some other time. So these two little shits yeah, but, have ruined everybody's party. Yeah, but these two little shits, especially Masao, he is a, and later quoted, or it's a quote that he's, he's like a boy genius. And that he's yeah. like really good at tinkering with machines and shit. So this is our like first look into him, like finding a machine, just like finding shit and being like, ha ha, I am crazy. I'm going to change it. They have to set up that he knows how to reverse wire things. So yes. that and do the opposite of what they're supposed to do. We're also introduced to the first ever smartwatch in this because Masao has made a watch and his sister a watch that he can communicate and she can also track him on yeah and i think and it's got a compass in it too yeah yeah it's got a compass so that she can track exactly where he is which is how they find out that him and jim are fucking yeah. around that's right the, the compass sub. points <laughs> the compass points to him not to the north yeah, exactly uh, yeah so they um somehow convince them to let them on and we can fix it or some shit and somebody's like oh yeah he's pretty smart at this kind of stuff so they get on the oh, ship and, and take it really out for a spin funny. it's really funny too because like um they make it so where like it'll go backwards when you go forwards mm -hmm. and forwards when you go backwards yes. but it's yeah. funny because their backwards and forwards are the opposite already of our backward and forwards i feel like because i feel like our forward naturally i guess maybe because we read from left to right is like left to right like that's forward to me if i'm looking at the screen and i would like oh. think like left to right would be forward but it was backwards so when they were like actually going backwards they were going forwards to me and it, it was so funny i was like oh my gosh ah their forward and backwards was different from my forward and backwards right. There is a certain subconscious film language that might be different. <laughs> yeah, I think you do tend to think of uh, going from left to right on the screen as moving forward. Anyway, they're, they talk their way into the sub. While in the water, they spot Gamera, and they're just like, oh, it's just Gamera. <laughs> At this point, Gamera has been completely neutered where humans are concerned, and he's just totally the friend of all children, no threat at all we kind of already had that like and i feel like in every gamma movie we have like that like children moment where like gamma and the child or children of sorts is like hey friend yeah yay, you saved me yeah but in this one they're just so casual about oh it's gamma it's gamma <laughs> it's, it's, okay. ju it's just gamma uh, anyway, he engages in a little race with the boys. However, their hijinks come to an end when the second alien vessel envelops the both of them in its super catch ray. No! Bumblebee butt number two! <laughs> Gamera helps the boys escape, because they're kind of trapped underneath him, and he is able to lift up. It, the, the super catch ray kind of puts an energy bubble over the things mm -hmm. it's catching, and Gamera is somehow able to sort of lift up the edge of it. So the boys yeah, it can climb like, out. It, it, it's still like shocking him or something, like zapping mm -hmm. him, but he manages to like lift it up just enough so the boys can get out. <laughs> yeah. 
but he remains trapped in the force field while the aliens scan his memories. And here's where we get the clip show. Yeah. <sighs> it appears they were. Cool we got all the monster fights. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Dai was in financial trouble at the beginning of 1968. And as a result, cut the film's budget to 20 million yen, which is about $56,000 and footage from previous Gamera films was reused in some parts of the movie. And, but they don't try to trick us. They don't try to trick us into not knowing it's being reused. There's, they scan Gamera's memories, and we just watch like 10 to 15 minutes of a previous movie. Some of it's in black and white. We get some black and white from his first movie, and then we get a big, long fight with Baragon. Which, I didn't realize this in the movie, but I... Maybe I did. I don't remember. But Baragon, his eyes aren't like red or like they don't move like cameras. He has mm-hmm. like the goofiest, sweetest puppy eyes. But he's like <laughs> all like angry and like, Rah! but then it just like pans to his eyes and it's like puss in boots, you know, and his eyes are all big and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> his eyes are not scary at all. It was so funny to me. Oh, man. Through analysis of Gamera's memories, the aliens learn of Gamera's weakness, his soft spot for children. Soon after, the field weakens and Gamera is freed. The aliens capture Jim and Masao, threatening to kill the boys, and demand Gamera obeys them. There's a moment in the fighting scene where the music goes very Phantom of the Opera. Like, it literally (laughs) goes... Like, I mean, exactly like that. And then it changes. That's the only thing that's like it. But this happens twice. Once in, like, the memory fighting scene. And then once later on, when Gamera is actually fighting Virus or Virus or however you pronounce it. Um, It's the exact same music. But it's just that. I was like, oh, shit. What is this Phantom of the Gamera's? Well, I've heard Andrew Lloyd Webber being accused of plagiarism before, but never plagiarizing Kenichiro Hirose. Well, uh, it is the composer of this movie. (laughs) Unless they're both plagiarizing the same person. Uh, It's very similar. Yeah, I did not catch that. But you always notice the music more than I do. Mm Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Anyway, powerless to stop them, Gamera surfaces and follows the UFO ashore, whereupon a mind control device is attached to the back of his head. While aboard the spaceship, the boys continually try to escape. So they see some people in there who I think they assume are humans that have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. It turns out later they're just human suits. Mm-hmm. The, the the kids try to use the food replicator to get a knife, but they're not able to. Yeah, so the ship basically works on telepathy or telekinesis yeah. or 
yeah so when the boys like walk up to like this little side of the ship and they're like man i could really use some i'm like so hungry we didn't get to eat i could use anything even just a cup of juice and it's like bing bang bing bang bing bang and then like the, sh- the ship just like shoots out the- these like juice yeah. like oh wow man i could really use a sandwich and like pops out a sandwich and then like i could really use something to destroy this ship yeah <laughs> That does and then not the alarm work. starts going off. Yeah, the yeah. alarm goes off, and, they start, <laughs> and the people are like, "Hey, you little shits, we know what you're doing." And as long as you're like cool and you don't like try to fuck with us, you can run around on the ship and like be free and eat all the food and drink all the juice you want. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like you just gotta like chill, stay out of our way, and, or, yeah. and we'll kill you later. Like they're so nice to them, but they're like, yeah, also not. It's weird. At one point, they asked for fruit thinking uh, they'll have to give us a knife to cut the fruit with and he even <laughs> says don't forget the knife but then it just spits out some pre-cut fruit yeah also when the people are jumping around in the ship you know it shows that like moment where the people like jump you like see their feet go in the hallway <laughs> you know what i'm talking about uh no i don't think so <laughs> like when they're going they like go through this hallway or whatever the boys try to also go through it and they fall like they don't fly through the hallway and they're like, man, I guess it only works for grownups. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember that part. Oh, man, it's so funny. They like, it's just like, I don't know if they like jump and then play it in slow motion or and then when they're coming back mm-hmm. through the room, they play it backwards because uh-huh. it's just these people like like flying through this hallway, like flying through the air, and it's the special okay, effect I think is I know, I think super I know what you goofy. Mean. Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. Also, something else I wanted to say about the brain waves control thing on Gamera. When they put mm-hmm. this control device on him, it looks like he like shakes his head like no, which made me mm-hmm. kind of think like he's totally conscious and aware of all this like damage and destruction that he's like having to do and doing. But do like yeah. having to do it anyway, which is like the worst fucking thing I could think of, like mind control. But you're aware that you like don't want to be doing something. Whereas usually uh, what we've seen before is the people who've like been under mind control, you know, they they're not aware that they're like fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Like in the last yeah. movies that we've seen, they like come to and they're like, oh, oh, what, what did I do? But this right. one, as soon as they put the thing on camera, he like shakes his head like no and then they're like gamera do this and then he does it and i was like damn is he aware like oh no that's the worst (laughs) yes yeah that's pretty bad yeah the next line is gamera however under the influence of the aliens is destroying dams and cities by the handful yep jim and maso discover a squid-like creature thinking that he is another captive of the aliens he does sort of lie to them lead them to believe that they're asking him questions and he's like shaking his head in fact he is the leader of the aliens he is like squid meets a chicken (laughs) because for whatever reason these movies like are terrified of chickens so he's a squid sort of standing upright and it looks like he's in a cage but then we find out later he can just open it up and he has a chicken beak yeah and all of his tentacles kind of look like well it's not pretty <laughs> squids and octopuses have beaks though oh so that, really that's why yeah yes they do huh. weird 
Uh, let's see. The boys help Gamma break free from the mind control device and succeed in escaping from the spaceship. Is that when they're doing all the switching of circuits? Yeah, this is when they do the the good old switcheroo, which makes the first scene make sense, where they're like, oh, we'll just change it so that everything goes backwards. There's a bunch of light-up shapes in the wall that they figure out are part of the computer or whatever, and they just mm-hmm. pull some sort of... I don't know what you call it when it's a, it's like a cylinder, but it's not. It's triangle, like a prism mm. shape thing. Like a trapezoid. No, I guess. They pull a couple of those out and switch them, like switch a red one with a white one. Oh, the kid we got to talk instinctively... about, though, before, before they do this, though, we got to talk about the, the guy, alien guy, who just, like, rips his arm off. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, and just his arm just flies across the room. He like pushes the boys against the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was shocked when his arm just rips right off. And and Jim's right. like, Jim is so funny in this whole movie. Like the whole movie, he speaks Japanese, but just every now and then he'll just like swear, yes. like "damn it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, he says "damn it" several times. So apparently, they couldn't <laughs> find. They wanted a white kid in the movie. I guess as part of the deal with the American distributor, but they couldn't find any white actors who spoke Japanese. So they just found a kid who, you know, his father was stationed there or something. They found a white kid who spoke Japanese but had no acting experience. But he does a fine job. Yeah, he does a great job. This smile, he's always happy. He's always so freaking excited. I really (laughs) love Jim. Like, I thought there were so many moments where he's just genuinely happy to be there like just like so excited and so happy to be there like there might be like a line that's said and then he's like trying not to smile like yeah this is so cool you know yeah at some point they both end up strapped to the wall but then they're able to um use their rope genius their way out (laughs) yeah they use a (laughs) rope somehow to get lift their feet up and out of the shackles and then get down or yeah. something. I don't... Yeah, totally. And while this is happening, the people are like, hey, Earth, you better surrender or we're going to kill these boys and Gamera right. will wreck all of your toy towns. And all of the Earth agrees to surrender rather than letting these two boys die. And at that point, the boys are on the radio and they're saying, no, it's okay. We will sacrifice yeah. ourselves. <laughs> Which, of course, just makes it more likely that they're not going to let them sacrifice themselves. Well, Mr. Nakatani, the dad, like, comes in and the, and the guy's like, look, look here, sir. We have two options. We can either surrender and save Earth or we can kill the boys and fire at the spaceship. And he's like, well, what are you going to choose, sir? And they're like, we really don't know yet, but we'll let you know. And so then he's like, does he still have his smart watch? And then they, like, get to him. They're like, Masao! They're they're really thinking about they're trying to decide this or that and they're like ah it's fine just kill us we'll figure it out no worries <laughs> got it and even Jim's parents Jim's parents yes. are there too now Jim's parents appear to be a white lady and either a Japanese man or a Japanese man that they think can be passed off as an American man. I kind of thought that Jim had some like Japanese features a little bit. So I thought like, yeah, a little bit. So I was thinking, Oh, like maybe he's, I thought they're like, Oh, we don't, so we can't find any white guys. Uh, and rather than just asking Jim's real father, they were like, just put a hat and glasses (laughs) on that guy. Nobody just pretend he's white. Don't, we just won't mention it. (laughs) 
thought it was great. I thought they did a good job. I, the whole movie, too, while Jim was, like, speaking Japanese, so I was like, well, he does kind of have some, like, Japanese features, like, around his eyes, like, his structure a little bit. So maybe he's, like, just, you know, mixed or something. And then maybe. I saw his I saw his dad, and I was like, oh, there you go. His mom's a gender, and his dad's Japanese. <laughs> That's, that makes Jim. That's well, he's, Jim's very blonde, I think, so. Uh, so, uh, let's see, where were we? They escaped from the spaceship. Next, Gamera attacks the spaceship. Uh, yeah, they managed to reverse the polarity on the capture ray, super catch ray, mm-hmm. and send, them, send themselves back down to the beach. Uh, next, Gamera attacks the spaceship. Grounded by Gamera, the aliens reveal that their human forms were just disguises. And the way they reveal this is they oh. all line up, and the head squid guy sort of swipes a tentacle across them and cuts all their heads off. Well, he tells them. he well, for, they First, they, like, they're going to annihilate all the Earthlings and kill them all. And then the boys beam themselves back to the beach, and they're like watching them on the screen. They're like, how the hell did the boys escape? And the the guy, Virus, or like the mother ship dude, the, the the main guy, is like, you all failed. And because of this, I'm going to have to take care of it. And I, and in to pay me, you're going to give me, I need all of your lives. Right. And one, and one guy's like, no, 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 wait, wait. And he just like, sling, and like, <laughs> cuts all of their heads off. Yeah. And the boys, the boys are watching this whole thing for however, whatever reason. How are they watching this? I don't know. I don't remember. I like I all of a sudden they're maybe they like, haven't escaped yet at this point. They might not have escaped no, yet. Maybe. But it turns out what he wants to do, he's not just punishing them and killing them. He's just cutting open their suits and they all emerge and they all look just like him. They're also squid guys. Chicken squid unite. They all merge into one being that gets bigger as as each one merges into him. It grows so that he'll be big enough to fight Gamera. Mega giant chicken squid. Yes. This thing is freaky. It is nightmare fuel. <laughs> they merge to form the giant monster Virus, who immediately engages Gamera in battle. This is such a great part. Whenever he like like hits Gamera with the like zing, and Gamera like he's like fanning his face because there was like an explosion. But really, I would like to believe that he was fanning his face like, Boo! You stink, Virus! I do battle! What's up? Though Virus appears to have the upper hand, impaling Gamera through his belly with his spine-like mantle, I don't know how Gamera survived this, because he drives his point like several feet right into Gamera's chest. Yeah, it's really bad. But before this, Gamera was fucking shit up. He had a good run. Yeah. He had a good moment. And then when this starts happening, you're like, oh, shit. And the boys are like, don't give up, Gamera. Don't give up. You can do it. Fight. Use your jets. <laughs> Gamera kills Virus by flying high into the atmosphere, freezing Virus solid, then drops him towards the ocean where he explodes on impact. All freezing chatter. <laughs> The boys and a crowd of adults celebrate Gamera's victory. Do we get a song in this? We so Gamera does have a song, but it's like in the beginning. Um, yeah, the, and it's really good. Oh god, it's really good. Is the this the Gamera? Gamera? I think. It, yeah, uh-huh. it's called the Gamera March. Yeah, so this is the first time we'll hear that song in later ones. 
um, they <laughs> they made a lot of fun of it in in the Mystery Science Theater episode, making up their own lyrics. But I can't remember if it's an episode about this movie or if it's one of the later ones. Um, you can go watch that yourselves, folks. I'm not going to sing that for you now. I'm not going to steal their jokes. It's it's so good. So, uh, honeybee, what are you going to rate Gamera versus Beerus? It is my favorite Gamera movie so far. I always enjoy Gamera movies, but like this one takes the cake. I feel like the movies just keep getting better. The Gamera movies, I mean, and uh, I love the aliens, the uh, wonky eyes, the like wonky glowy eyes, the like arm that like flew out and smacked the boys. Um, All the like weird, wacky, quirky alien shit. Love that. Uh, I thought it was great. I'm going to say four stars for me. Okay. Uh, I think I just gave it three. Nice. But I don't like Panchitos as much as you do. (laughs) That's true. That's funny. This one is also available on Amazon Prime. Was it on any of the other things, the Tubi or the Pluto? Uh, I'm not sure. I just saw, I just watched it on Prime. So uh, let me just check real quick, just in case anybody doesn't have Prime. It is also on Tubi. So there you go. If you don't have Prime, you can watch it on Tubi. Uh, next week, we will be watching All Monsters Attack. And then after that, we have two Gamera movies in a row. Against my better judgment, we're going to do 31 Days of Horror again this year. So I haven't decided yet whether we'll skip our regular episodes while we do that or not. So I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if Gamera versus Giron and Gamera versus Jiger will be coming out in October or November. But you will have plenty of content from us during October. Uh, some people are trying to celebrate Halloween already, honeybee, and I don't care for it. Are trying to what? Celebrate Halloween already. Why? Why don't, I mean, why don't you care for it? I mean, it's already a month long, and the thing is, if every day is Halloween, then it's not special anymore. And if every month is spooky month, then it's not special anymore. So, just pump pump the brakes a little. All I have to say to everyone out there who has gotten their head start on Halloween and people are complaining about it, haters gonna hate. I'm already seeing Christmas stuff in the stores. I saw Halloween stuff last month. Mm-hmm. And poor Thanksgiving can't get the time of day. So I don't want to see Christmas stuff until the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I don't want to see Halloween stuff until October 1st. So just I'm, I I understand what you mean because I fucking hate Christmas music. So I hate when mm. there like is Christmas music in like October and November, and I'm yeah. like, for fuck's sake, can we wait until December? But I don't hate Halloween, so I kind of <laughs> feel like yay <laughs> about Halloween stuff and spooky stuff, and it just makes <laughs> life better. I I just enjoy it. Fall is coming, and that is exciting. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you already, is it pump? Is it pumpkin spice latte season already? 
Is it? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty a, sure it's a, getting there. A mutual friend was wearing a jack-o'-lantern t-shirt at work today. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. And I told her, now this will be over by the time this comes out. But I was like, tomorrow is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. So do that if you feel compelled to dress up. <laughs> That's funny. So there you go, folks. I like titles. Um, oh, I'm ahead of myself, though. International Talk Like a Pirate Day is September 19th, not September 9th. Oh. So, so she can, she might come in talking like a pirate tomorrow, and I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, there you go, folks. Gamera versus Virus or Virus, starring the Boy Scouts of Japan with special appearance by the Boy Scouts of America. Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. I like titles.